and Spidey flee the sting of the queen bee. Well, spider fans, watch the wonderful web slinger as he crawls the wall on his way home. Suddenly, he sees a very strange sight. Those people are buzzing like bees. They're in a daze. This is the work of one of my worst enemies. Right, Spidey. The Queen Bee. Spider-Man. Where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. Spider-Man. This is episode 496 for March 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And if you grew up in the 1970s like I did, that probably will give you some fond memories. Of course, that was uh, Rita Moreno saying, uh, hey, you guys, from the opening of The Electric Company. And also, that was the voice of Morgan Freeman on the Spidey Super Stories LP. And then the other audio you heard was the Spider-Man theme song, uh, the dance version by Gary William Friedman. All these are available up on YouTube. And uh, it will give you flashbacks to the Electric Company. And so for this Friday Night Fight, we're going to talk Electric Company. But first, I want to give some thank yous to the people that help episodes like this happen. Uh, And it's through our Patreon page. Uh, So I want to give some shout-outs to Brian, Craig, Christopher, Andrew, John, Stephen, Michael, Frederico, Stuart, Ricky, Thomas, Nick, Laura... Michael, Daryl, and Spider-Gwen for helping us pay the bills and making episodes like this possible. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you enjoy it, and also enjoy our website, uh, look on the right-hand side of uh, the SpidermanCrawlspace.com for a Patreon button. Click it, and you can support us. And also look for the Patreon button at the bottom of every single article that is posted on the site. So thank you to all those people, and thank you to those people that will... Uh, support us after you hear this episode. All right. We're going to have some sparks and Electro's not even involved, but we're going to talk Electric Company. Here we go, gang. Hey, Crawlspacers, welcome to our March Friday Night Fights with George. George, we talked about fruit pies last month. This month, what are we talking about? Uh, did we talk about fruit pies last month? I seem to recall we talked about Twinkies last month, Brad. I apologize. I got my snack cakes mixed up, which is not usually a problem for me. You had one <laughs> job. And it was <laughs> – so what are we talking about this month, sir? Well, once again, since uh, uh, last month uh, worked so well, uh, we uh, we once again bring in uh, a crawlspace reviewer and, uh, and, and uh, resident funny man, Mark Alford. Dark Mark, uh, as we call him. What's up, Mark? Hey, welcome back. And we and this I time we co- changed clothes in the whole month. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume that's just what you wear all the time. It's an incredible shirt, right, Mister Incredibles? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's appropriate. And uh, and so we're going to turn it over again to, to Dark Mark uh, to uh, sort of half-ass his way through uh, <laughs> <laughs> coverage of, uh, of the Electric Company. <laughs> And uh, and we're and, talking electric company skits. Yeah. yeah, electric company. Yeah, yeah. And 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 back then, you know, of course, on this show, you've heard Jr. talk about the Spidey Super Stories era, which Jr. was a big fan of because they had big, easy to read print. <laughs> and um, it was re- they were recommended by Morgan Freeman. So, yeah, I mean, and, they, you know, and they had much simpler plot lines that were that were easy. They, 
for JR to you know keep up with. The electric company was full of nice, wonderful things. So <laughs> if you're trying to do good work in Freeman, which did not. Okay, By the way, Jr. and Zach are on the line with us to join in the hostess <laughs> and the yeah, thanks the electric company here. fun. Ah, and uh, and and so yeah, I mean, we're, we're that's what we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a look at. We've got uh, three fights to highlight, uh, really, really impacting things uh, to look at that uh, Dark Mark is going to uh, is going to take us through. All right, Mark, which one are we starting with? Well, we'll start with a little bit of background on the electric company. Okay, so back in 1971. Uh, you guys weren't born yet, except for Jr. and me. Um, Nixon uh, wanted a, a Sesame Street type show for for older kids to teach them how to read. And so uh, the Children's Television Network they got a group together with Morgan Freeman, uh, unknown actor at the time, Rita Marino, Bill Cosby made some appearances here and there, and uh, we even had the voice of Gene Wilder for their resident superhero, uh, Letterman. Which uh, it's always been my greatest. Somebody, not me. Somebody needs to mute that. (laughs) Somebody's playing the actual YouTube video as Mark is talking. Sorry, (laughs) didn't mean Um, to do that. So they went with Letterman for a while, but if you watch any of the Letterman uh, clips uh, after the show, go YouTube Letterman uh, clips. They're not that great. I mean, they're, they're pretty awful. The, the one I put up on the cobwebs uh, has Letterman um, and the villain both like spying on this guy while he's in the bathtub, which is really the only reason to watch those is because uh, it's got the voice of Gene Wilder. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I mean, people who like who have nostalgia and fond memories of Gene Wilder and like things like Blazing Saddle and, you know, things like uh, uh, Young Frankenstein and other movies from the 80s, you know, and uh, it's fun on that level, but it's, they're not that great. No, they're really not. So they they were looking for a a better superhero to get the kids involved. And that's when they contacted Marvel and Marvel on their part. They gave uh, they gave them the rights for free. They didn't get a single cent out of this uh, Spider-Man licensing here. Uh, And uh, uh, Electric Company was able to do a couple of things with it. I'm pretty Um, sure that's a situation in which Stan kind of figured that the amount of public attention that that would generate, you know, and, and, and goodwill would probably more than pay for itself. And, you know, yeah, and, and it got people, me. That was yeah. my first experience. That was my first experience. Um, I, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I was thinking this was like, that was a high quality acting. It was like real stuff going on here. And that was uh, the biggest part. That was the, that was the biggest moment in electric companies when Spider-Man showed up and it, yeah. and, and it didn't oh, yeah. happen every episode. No, no, you there's, know? there's but, only a couple each season. You got as excited about that as you did anytime your parents let you stay up and watch the Tonight Show and you saw the Mighty Carson art players. Like, listen, you know, like in, in the show's lineup, and you were like, oh, they're going to do some crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they started looking for somebody to play Spider Man, and Danny Seagram, who's uh, who's a Muppeteer and played Big Bird a couple of times, he, he thought, I want this job. And so he went in to apply for the job, and they said, well, here, put this suit on so we can see what you look like. Technically, yeah, the first well, Spider-Man actor. Exactly, he is it. Danny Seagram. He's he predates them all. We need to get him on the show, um, <laughs> Brad. That's who Danny I want to hear. Seagram. The first he, Spider-Man live-action actor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He, uh, in order to get the job, he decided he had to, to go all out. So he puts on the suit, 
and he climbs up on the filing cabinet. So when the guy comes back in to interview him, he leaps off the filing cabinet onto the guy's desk and does his poses for Spider-Man. The guy was like, all right, you're hired. That's funny. Um, and he also he he spent his own money, bought himself a three hundred dollar suit, Spider Man suit, and he did appearances in malls and such uh, to make some extra money for himself. A little um, extra. Quan and Marvel was okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit extra. Quan. We're going to start with the very first one. Uh, Spidey meets the spoiler. Cool. And it starts <laughs> off with a with a the, the uh, spoiler sounds the, like the theme song, Spider Man. The spoiler. The spoiler, the, the, just the name of the character, the spoilers, legitimately sounds like it could have been a Steve Ditko inspired character yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. based on the teaching of Ayn Rand. Hey, I mean, you, want me to, you want me to play the video? You know? No. no. <laughs> That's Zach, if you want to, you can sing the theme song. No. I'm not no. Spider-Man. <laughs> nobody else who right. you are. The wheels are so off. And nobody did know who the Spider-Man was. Peter Parker wasn't even a, he wasn't a character in the electric company. It was just, it was all Spidey all the time. And this, at the end of this episode, we do, when it shows the comic panels, we do see Aunt May in there. Yes. yes, Do we? we I mean, I don't want to tell you. No, no, no. no, I I forgot that one there. Yeah. All right. So there's no wasted (laughs) exposition. Morgan Freeman, he's narrating. He says, Spidey runs across a sandwich on the sidewalk while looking for something. We don't even need to know what that something is. It's not relevant to the story. So we'll go straight into it. (laughs) Now, Hornacek was wondering, why the heck is Spider-Man stopping to pick up a sandwich off the sidewalk? But I I have to assume that times are tough. Um, We've got Spider-Man. He doesn't have a job. Saving people doesn't really pay the rent, and it definitely doesn't buy him – uh, stuff that he's not. This is not hostess Spidey. He doesn't have spare money to go to the deli and stuff. Now I see in the in in the morning he would he would get wheat cakes, and now <laughs> we know why he ate so, so many wheat cakes is because he wasn't eating between then and supper time or dinner time. Exactly. And and so I mean, if he's like looking for a sandwich on the street. <laughs> Plus, this was the seventies, right? So there, it was a period of high interest rates, high inflation. You know, I mean, and you know, Jimmy Carter was president. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. it was a pretty sad time. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> so he swings down, he picks up the sandwich to eat it, but he can't eat it because somebody has spoiled the sandwich. It's a rubber glove sandwich. It's called salmonella. As Freeman said, "Hard to bite, difficult <laughs> to chew." And impossible to swallow. And Spider-Man's just sitting there looking at it. I mean, he just can't believe it. Then he looks over and sees that someone had spoiled the fire hydrant for dogs. They put a sign that says, no dogs allowed. Right there on the fire hydrant. And, and you, you, can, you, can even see, you can even see in your head some poor dog coming by and reading the sign. Because apparently that's what dogs can do. They can read signs. That's why you put it on a hydrant that says, <laughs> hey, dog, don't pee here. And dogs are good about obeying signs too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know those old Snoopy cartoons. No dogs allowed. No dogs right, allowed. Right out of the library. Yeah. So Spider-Man figures out this is the spoiler, and it's and that's when we get to see the spoiler. He looks. This I would have thought this was Mark Hamill. The way the guy sounds, the way the guy looks, it does. It's just like Mark Hamill, doesn't it? It does. The spoiler sounds mind, exactly like Mark a Mark Hamill. Like yeah. I'm, I'm convinced Mark Hamill came on and did the show. 
this is how George Lucas found him for for, for Star Wars. Uh, this, that, I'm going to say that as fact. Uh, don't bother looking it up on, on Wikipedia. Let's just go with it. It's fact. So, so Mark Hamill, he likes to spoil things. It says he likes to spoil cake, and he see him pick a cake up out of his bag and just throws it in the street. It's just his own cake. It's his own cake. It doesn't matter to him. He just wants to spoil things. It says he likes to spoil ice cream. And you see two people sitting on the bench reading comic books with the ice cream. And he comes up behind them with some symbols and, and slams it and makes the ice cream flat. And she didn't even hear it. I don't, I don't even understand how that worked. But uh, but but those symbols, you can't mess with those symbols. They, those are deadly right there. And at this point, we understand Spider-Man He's in for it. This guy's going to spoil Spider-Man's day. I mean, it, this could be his greatest foe outside of maybe Junjitsu. And I like that in the symbol scene. I like that in the symbol scene. Uh, one of the people on the bench is Luis Avalos, who, if you watched movies or in, in TV back in the seventies and eighties, this dude was everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, he was like in all of the things. He probably did this for free. Just, just you know. No, I, he, he was one of the regular players, so he was definitely getting uh, getting some money for it. Getting something for it. Yeah. All right, so the, the spoiler says what his greatest ambition is, and that's to spoil Spider-Man's day. And then it gets really dark for a kid's show because he says, and by spoil, he means kill Spider-Man. Uh, that's when, man, the 70s were dark times. They were dark, <laughs> dark times. So every kid right there, they're like, they just know this is it, man. We're going to watch Spider-Man die on TV. You know, this, how can this happen? And so Spider-Man, though, he's, he's not one to just sit back and let things happen. Yeah. Just, you know, cause guys spoiled his sandwich. Some poor dogs can't use the bathroom on the hydrant. So he rolls up a comic book and comes after the spoiler. He's not scared of him because it's Spider-Man, you know, he's, he's got no fear. He just runs right on the end, you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead type stuff. And he takes that rolled up comic book and he hits, uh, he tries to hit spoiler, but spoiler, he's not a one trick pony. He's got a, a toilet plunger there. Those things, you know, those things are deadly right there. He pulls out, he blocks that. And we get some, some fancy footwork going on. Uh, you definitely see Danny Seagram's dancing background shining through on this one as he leaps around back and forth around Mark Hamill there. And, uh, but in the end, he can't, he, he can't beat. The spoiler. The spoiler gets knocked back, but before Spider-Man can do anything, he's on He's on like the Flash. And I don't mean Flash Thompson. I mean like the other guy from the other universe. I mean, he's like, boom, hits him in the head with that plunger, and Spidey's <laughs> out. I mean, he's down. You know, this this is the threat that's real here. I, I felt more for this than I did the uh, the whole the whole uh, clone conspiracy. I mean, I, 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 was, I was worried here. Watch this. So they... He gets him down the ground and he leaps up on top of him and in a very um uh awkward pose. Yeah, I, um, I see it right now. Yeah. yeah, it's awkward boy. And uh yeah, Spidey realized that you know he he was going easy on uh, uh on the on the spoiler a little bit. That was a big mistake because the spoiler he gets those symbols out. And we know what happens because we saw the ice cream. And Spider Man's he's gonna get he's gonna get uh he's gonna get smashed flat. But uh, luckily, at the last minute, his Spider Six kicks in. He he goes all Spider Man mode and just blocks those symbols. And uh, once he knocks those out, none of that leaping that uh, Spoiler could do before can save him. 
because uh, he takes by, uh, spoiler by the left hand and swings him so hard he goes head first into a building and dislodges bricks and knocks him <laughs> out right there. It, it Maybe even more because I did do some research here and I didn't run in danger of getting uh, getting fired for doing this research. Order. <laughs> can resist up to 600 pounds per square inch. Because he didn't break the bricks. He, he just broke the mortar. Because, see, the whole bricks are still full there. And all that's needed to crack a skull is anywhere from as low as 16 to 196 pounds of force. Oof. So if he knocked that mortar out and knocked those bricks loose, I, you know, a, a guy on, our, on, the, on the front page, he pointed out, a guy named Arnie here, Arnie pointed out that uh, Spider-Man probably kills the spoiler right here in this first episode. <laughs> and uh, if you look there at the very end, Spider-Man does have, I, I agree with Arnie, Spider-Man has a what have I done look, you know, as he's standing there over the, the corpse of, of the spoiler. And Morgan Freeman, he tries to clean it up some for the kids. He says, Spider-Man stops the spoiler, or does he? And and hopefully, hey, hoping that the kids will go, oh, okay, the spoiler might come back. But I think that, or does he, is, Yeah. Or did well, he for, kill him? For, for a corpse, he's holding his head off the ground pretty well. It could be propped by a brick or something. I don't know. Or that <laughs> neck's neck broken at a bad angle, you know. But uh, already set in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, yeah. So, so that you, finishes up the first. Who do you think, who won that one, Mark? Uh, hands down, Spider-Man. I mean, he's... Yep. Just like Moreland uh, kills uh, uh, the Spidey and the and the hostess ads from last month, Spidey kills the spoiler here. It's a dark day, yeah. but uh, you know, sometimes things have to be done. Right. What do you think, George? Uh, no, clearly this was a one-sided ass kicking. Uh, <laughs> and, and and it's funny as they zoom out and you see uh, the panels from you know above there with Aunt May clearly happy that uh, Spider Man is alive and Doctor Octopus. And the panel next to her clearly vexed that uh, Spider-Man wasn't killed, but also probably a little happy because now that means he can try to kill Spidey again himself. <laughs> <laughs> JR, what do you think? Was this a one-sided fight? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And th there was a deleted, uh, of course, there's a deleted scene um, where Easy Reader is going, trying to go to the bathroom, but the spoiler switches the signs and easy reader walks into the wrong door and knocks himself out. So, you know, um, the, it, the, the spoiler was even more deadlier than he was portrayed here. So That's he, uh, he deserved whatever he got. I mean, I mean, you know, effing with easy reader, uh, there's no, no don't do that. No redemption right. for that. Hey Mark, real quick, before we go to the next uh, fight, can you turn on a light real quick? It got dark in your, your kitchen. They don't call me dark Mark. For nothing. I know it literally you're adjusting the lighting. <laughs> There we go. That'll look better. Oh, uh, Dark Mark is well lit now. There we go. Much better. Much better. All right. There we go. So what fight are we doing now? We're, we've got three Spidey Super Stories fights. We're going to go to one that doesn't have a, a very good YouTube copy called Spidey versus Queen Bee. Okay. And and this one, I don't know. Well, I don't know how much a uh, little bit background that you're will, you know you're willing to go into here. You go go right ahead. All right, um, but this one features uh, Hattie Winston, uh, veteran actress Hattie Winston, uh, as the as the Queen Bee, and uh, she was one of the uh, regulars back on there. And of course, later she went on to, uh, on the Ted Danson CBS show Becker, 
which he's very uh, very well known for. But I, I actually like her as an actress. She's always been she's always really really good. Hmm. And, and and actually back uh, back when they were making Electric Company back then, she was actually she's also pretty foxy. <laughs> but you can't tell that here because she's dressed up like a giant bee. <laughs> There's a All lot right, of so bee puns in this one here. Morgan Freeman is once again uh, narrating it, and he's like, you know, beware, and Spider-Man must be careful, and stuff like that. Um, there's no reading. You know, most of these were designed to help kids read. You know, Spider-Man didn't have a mouth or his mask, so he, he couldn't speak. He would just right. make a word balloon, and people would, would, you know, would look at the word balloon, and they would read what he said um, to help the kids at home learn how to read what Spider-Man was saying. But there isn't really much of this at all. It's just it's just all mm-hmm. fight on this one, which makes it a, a great right. episode for uh, Friday Night Fights here. Um, yeah. This one, this one is uh, even possibly darker for our hero than the spoiler one was. <laughs> so Spider-Man is just swinging around, and he stops because he sees two guys dressed up as worker bees just walking around going buzz, 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 buzz. You know, and got their, their arms up like you know, little wings, and they're just kind of – um, you know, making all kinds of noise. The Spider-Man thinks this is kind of odd, you know, so he, he wants to know what's going on and they just kind of buzz, buzz, buzz around and then they, then they walk away and uh, you would think that as slow as they're walking, Spider-Man be able to follow them easily. But uh, these guys, there's more to these villains, these henchmen than uh, the, the meets the eye because Spider-Man loses track of them. He can't, he can't quite find them all the, all the way. He, he can a little bit, he at least knows the direction they're going. And that's when they go back and we learn who the who the real villain is, Queen B, and yeah. uh, uh, she she lives in a big hive. You can see this huge hive there. She's in there. Um, and she is his arch enemy here, and she even though we've never seen her before, she makes it clear that there's been there's been some episodes that we were not privy to where they have they have crossed paths before because when she asked her her worker bees did anybody follow them and they're like yeah you know, spider-man was around there she's 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 a little nervous because uh she doesn't want him to 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 mess up her plans and then morgan freeman tells us what her plans are he says queen b always gets what she wants and now she wants the whole world and then she says, I always get what I want. And now I want the whole world. Yeah, just in case you didn't get it from Morgan Freeman, she you know, she has to, to back that up. Um, so she rewards her workers with honey. And you get the idea that maybe this honey is some type of uh, psychotropic drug or something that keeps them in line. Um, I'm not quite sure what, what's all going on there. Um, but uh, they're, 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 they're loving it up a bit. And uh, and then we see Spider-Man. He's like almost like he's flying. He's just uh, He's just hanging onto the web. And he's just just moving horizontally right through the sky. I'll be there. a few more bucks for the special effects here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this predates the the Superman. You will believe a man can fly. I mean this this is where the the real special effects are happening right here. Um, so Spider Man, he's he's swinging through the city. He he finds a hive that doesn't. You don't always see a big hive right there in the middle of all these concrete buildings. And so he realized I got to go in there. But what he's not. Uh, uh, prepared for is that Queen Bee has called in her number one henchman, the Beekeeper. Oh, Luis Avila, right there. Yes, Luis Avila. <laughs> and he he's all excited to help out Queen Bee. She tells him the the only way to beat Spider Man is for them to get 
their their poison be Fang. And, uh, and we, it's hard to hear Morgan Freeman when he's trying to explain this Fang. And it's hard to hear her when she says Fang. So I had to go back and find a closed caption version. So the name of the bee is Fang, and that's what they need to, for her to uh, to rule the world. And they're going to use it on Spider Man. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so he comes in, and and uh, the beekeeper he releases the bees, and Spider Man is able to get some web on the beekeeper. But the bees are already out, you know. Just think of that that Oprah uh, meme out there. Bees, bees, bees. There's bees everywhere. Spider-Man, he's getting stung. Uh, he can't hardly see straight. He's got the beekeeper uh, cornered, but he can't move, right, because he can't, he can't get away from these bees. And then those two worker bees, they come buzzing down to him. They start bumping them with their butts, and uh, <laughs> I'm assuming they got <laughs> – I'm assuming that there's some stingers on their butts, but they're they're bumping him there. And uh, Spider Man, he's just, he's he's he can't get out of that. He can't web them up. He can't he can't web up bees. He can't yeah go web up bees. Oh, he, and uh, so he's just look, at the, just look at the Stegron fights. He can't do it. Yeah, I mean, he can't not, do not it. Stegron the the uh, swarm fights. Yeah, you got your <laughs> awesome villains mixed up. I'm you know. so sorry. <laughs> no, they both start with S. It's understandable. My bad. <laughs> So, uh, so, so it's looking bad for Spider-Man. Um, Queen Bee gets away with Fang, and we see there in the last uh, bet there that that Spider-Man has, he's covered with with bee stings. I mean, he's it, and Morgan Freeman even says he got stung a lot. You know, he, you can it's right through his his suit. You know, these bee stings are like swelling up through his his suit, and it says that Queen Bee got away with Fang. And Morgan Freeman declares Spider-Man the victor here, but I'm going to have to disagree with uh, Morgan Freeman because she got away. She got away with Fang, and Spider-Man got all the bee stings. I don't see – all he did was he just escaped death from bee sting, which uh, is – probably wouldn't have happened. I did some research because, you know, that's what I do. (laughs) An average adult – can survive 10 stings per pound of body weight. So most adults can can handle more than a thousand stings. I would have thought that would have killed you, but no. No. Well, uh, this fight reminds me a lot uh, of uh, of the first Friday night fight we ever did, Brad, with uh, the first which was Swarm. Oh, okay. And um and uh, there was a moment in there where where Spider-Man was yeah, it was like how do I fight bees? And he got stung like uh, like five hundred and seventy thousand times by by not that I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but I mean, remember there was that one point where he, I mean, he's literally just covered in bee stings, yeah. and it didn't and it so and it didn't drop him then. So this is consistent with canon. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, I also watched this with was kind of scratching my head, wondering if if Morgan Freeman, if Easy Reader, watched the same fight that I did <laughs> because Spider Man clearly got his ass whooped. That's funny. Yeah, there, there, there's no fight in Queen Bee. You know, yeah. you're yeah. So I think, I think Morgan Freeman was just trying to keep the kids from panicking. You know, the, uh, you know, thinking that maybe Spidey lost a fight or whatever, and Queen Bee was out there and whatever. He just didn't want there to be panic among the kids watching the show. So that's probably it. So but Queen Bee is to himself from being panicked because he says you know, he says it real serious. He got stunk a lot. So Queen Bee is the clear victor in this one. I'm going. I'm giving it to Queen Bee. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I don't. I don't see how you don't. That's funny. All right, we got one more. Which which one is this one? This is this is the thumper. Spidey dumps the, the thumper. thumper. Spidey dumps the thumper once again. The thumper played by the fantastic Hattie Winston. 
who is doing her best impersonation of Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brad, I'm going to give you a little bit of background yep. here. Okay. The Thumper um, turned evil after she did not receive a yellow pony at a birthday party. Oh, man. So as soon as uh, she finished her cake and ice cream, she started a life of crime. And hmm. this life of crime uh, meant that she, she dressed up as Napoleon Bonaparte and put on a boxing glove. And when people weren't looking, she thumped them in the head with her boxing glove and just <laughs> laid them out. That's funny. Don't mess with hits, her. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she hits uh, – what, what's his name? Uh, George um, – He Louis comes up ask her. Yes. She hits him, yeah. knocks him out because he's all excited because Napoleon Bonaparte rides the same bus as he does, the number two. But she like pops on one. He's laying out. Some other guy comes in and says, oh, looks like somebody got mugged. I don't – I don't want to get involved. He just like steps over the body and walks over close to Napoleon Bonaparte and he gets knocked out. And this is, this, this is, this is crazy at this point. Cause you realize that she is a legitimate threat, even though she does like to dress up as, uh, as, as a Frenchman. All right. And then so Spider-Man comes in and the, the writer of this particular episode gets how Spider-Man's spider sense work. Unlike slot in the latest Spider-Man annual number 42, Spider-Man Annual number 42, if you have not read it, save your money. Uh, Spider-Man's Spider-Sense doesn't go off, and he assumes it's because it's not a threat to him. It's a threat to Betty next to him. And so even though Spider-Man's here and and the the Thumper's not a threat to him, his Spider-Sense goes off, and so he goes and makes it his problem. Uh, And that's – that's when it gets real because the thumper, she's not going to sit around and wait for Spider-Man to web her up like some of these other electric company villains do. You know, she, she, she takes action. This is Hattie. She, this is queen B in another alternate universe or something. She is not sitting back here. She takes out that, that, uh, <laughs> that boxing glove and she thumps Spider-Man before he can even figure out what's going on. He has no clue what's happening. He's flat on his butt. Just, you know, we don't have the little birds, but we, we should have had the little birds going around his head. June Jitsu gave him six stars from a kick to the head. I, this is a definite six-star hit. Spider-Man, he's down. Uh, luckily, uh, he he can uh, get himself together just fast enough to shoot that web, that spectacular special effects they had going on on Electric Company there with that very realistic-looking web shooting out of his hand. Right there, and and gets her taken care of, and we all know the boxing gloves. That's not going to get through that web, you know. Maybe a knife. Once it's had time to harden, like you have to be like Hulk or Thing strong to be able to tear through that stuff, or Jujitsu strong, something like uh, that. No, no, that's not that's <laughs> not accurate. And Spider Man heads home as Morgan Freeman says, "Only a little, the worse for wear." This was a tough one. This was a hard one. It it was just a it was just a, a quick reflex of Spider Man that saved the day. But he's going. He probably has a concussion or something after this. Yeah. You know? uh, which means that uh, he pro- he probably left this fight and uh, beat up the X Men. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's exactly where he was at. It's a legit thing to happen, Brad. You're uh, <laughs> you're you're muted. Did you did you mute yourself on purpose? <laughs> I, I just so you know what I'm doing because you guys request because the 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 panelists demanded it. 
I have been searching for a contact information for the electric company actor who played Spider-Man. And I found <laughs> his name, like you guys said, was uh, uh, Danny, Seagram. Danny Seagram. And I found a website called 13thDimension.com. And they did an interview with them. And I'm emailing the guy who wrote the article. Oh, my goodness. To see if I can get a, a contact info for Danny Seagram. So we could interview the Spider-Man, the very first actor to ever play Spider-Man on film. Um, in our in our chat, uh, Venkman yep. uh, noted that Spidey and the Queen Bee uh, was also included on the Spidey Super Stories record from uh, 1977, which had oh. some other cool things on it um, as well. Spider-Man talking on that one. Yeah, I think he, they even did like an origin story on that one, maybe. Right. That's funny. So, yeah, but no, clearly this was, yeah, this, the, the, I mean, one of them walks away and the other one goes to jail. I mean, it was a <laughs> tough fight, but at the same time, <laughs> Spidey walk, walks away and with a concussion probably defeats the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually a thing that has happened before. Spider-Man ha- actually has. Uh, yeah, he left here, went to their book and beat them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably, most likely. That's that's exactly how <laughs> that's that played funny. out. Uh, also, because nobody has done it yet. Not the bees. Come on. Yes. <laughs> not not the bees. Not the bees. So here's a question for you, Mark. What do you like better? Do you like uh, Hostess uh, Fruit Pie Spider Man, or do you like the Spidey Super Stories Spider Man? <laughs> Well, before I did the Cobwebs articles, I would have said the Electric Company because that was what got me into Spider-Man. Yeah. But uh, after going back and rewatching some of those Electric Company ones, yeah. I- I'm gonna have to go with the uh, Hostess ads. <laughs> <laughs> there were two things that were running on TV before I became a Spider-Man reader, uh, which I did at the age of three. And I say reader in quotes, but that's when my mom started buying them for me when I was a when I was a wee lad. One of them was the electric company, and the other one was the reruns. The station, one of the stations here in uh, in North in North Texas, uh, was still running reruns of the uh, Spider Man '60s uh, cartoon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this was responsible probably for getting a lot of people into Spider Man again. Probably why Stan Lee was like, you know what, just do it. Yep, very not, smart. You don't have to. We, you don't have to pay us a thing. Just do it. JR, how old were you in the 70s when this, this stuff came out? 40, 41. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> close, close, pretty close. Uh, probably, let's see. Um, I was born in 63, so, um, you know, could have been anywhere from, you know, 12 to 14 at the time. Yeah, this, this um, is too old for a teenager. Yeah, I, I, but although, you know, looking back on these or whatever, I, I have to give the thumper the, the victory here. Uh, just because Hattie Wilson looks like she's having a blast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the very first, I mean, the very, you know, and Spidey, I mean, Spidey just, you know, he chick, he just uses this webbing. I mean, he gets knocked flat on his ass and he resorts, <laughs> you know, to his, his oldest, cheapest, lamest gimmick, you know, I mean, yeah. but, uh, but that first minute that she's on, uh, I mean, I don't have the sound <laughs> up or anything, uh, but just how expressive she is. Yeah. <laughs> she just looks like she's having a blast. Zach, were you too young to remember these, or did you see them when they were uh, on? I, I did not. I'm I'm okay. I'm the youngest pup here, so uh, yeah. my exposure to Spider-Man primarily was the '94 show. Yeah, um, and the X-Men, obviously the '92 show. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I didn't see any any of this. Um, I, if I watched either of the of 
of the two between this and Sesame Street, it was Sesame Street. So, yeah. Elmo loves her. And I don't. And, and Mark, uh, you may know more of this uh, than I do since you're, our, you're the guest expert uh, on this. But uh, I don't recall because re- one of my probably my favorite uh, actress or, or actor period person on the electric company was Rita Moreno. Mm-hmm. Um, She's when he did or, the Hey You Guys, I believe. Yeah, Hey You Guys, and of course Rita Moreno by that time had won an Academy Award for Best Supporting <laughs> Actress from West Side Story. She was she was a Broadway actress, singer, dancer. I mean, she she was all over the place, and she was cool, and she was foxy. I'm not going to lie to you. I had a thing for Rita Moreno back in the day. <laughs> and um, and I don't recall her ever being in one of these. I don't think she was. Oh, in a Spider-Man? Yeah, sure. I don't think she was she, ever. I, she I, played the jungle uh, girl, didn't she? Didn't she play the jungle girl no. skit? No, that was a different gal. That yeah, was a different gal. Yeah, I can't, I'm, can't remember like that. One. I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, I don't. But, uh, none of the ones that I could find. Now, they're not all on uh, YouTube, but none of the ones I could find, I, I don't remember seeing her in any of them. Wow. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I wonder if maybe her involvement was like a little more sporadic or sparing because she probably was getting paid at that time, probably more than anybody else, except Bill Cosby, who was on it when it first started for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so, was uh, the car salesman. They always lied. Yeah. So right. it makes me it makes me wonder if maybe that's why that that sort of precluded her from being in these things. That's funny. All right. That is four episodes, actually six episodes in the last two days we've recorded. Final thoughts, Mark. Eat hostess Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch YouTube uh, for Electric Company. We'll Learn put some link. we'll put some links on our front page with this article's posted. JR, final thoughts. I don't know. After seeing the uh, the spoiler and uh, Queen Bee and the Thumper, I mean, I uh, I figure Norman's got to take a back seat. You know, maybe issue eight hundred. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you know maybe I consider that Hattie Wilson is into it. Maybe issue eight hundred should be Spider Man versus Hattie Winston. You know, I mean, she looks she looks badass. Although I'm wondering. Yeah, so go ahead. That's funny. Final thoughts, George. Uh I really, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the, yeah. uh, the the afternoon we've had talking about these things I that agree. we remember from our childhood. I mean, yeah, I mean, we look back at them now and we're like, well, these are kind of hokey and everything. But uh, I look at this almost in a similar way as I look at like you know people who don't like the '60s Batman show and and don't acknowledge what it did for the character and what it did for comics mm-hmm. uh, because the popularity of that show breathe new life in the DC and Batman as a character. Yes. It had a sort of a downturn uh, on the quality of the stories uh, from the comics at the same time, but it got better because, you know, it wasn't too long after that. You had uh, uh, like Denny O'Neill and uh, Neil Adams taking over, taking over Batman and, and, you know, kind of righted the ship uh, in the more I, in the direction of that we know today. But, but I mean, this got a lot of people into Spidey. It did. I oh, never yeah, thought yeah. about how Spidey super stories is very similar to the Batman Adam West show. That's very, that's a very good uh, comparison. It's, it's why you pay me the big bucks, Jomo. <laughs> Final thoughts, Zach. Well, I, I tell you, uh, I was one of those kids that, that uh, got into Batman due to uh, both the, the Burt movies, but also the, the sixties Batman TV show. So, uh, this is a this is a great a, a gate great gateway drug uh, for for Spidey fans back in that day and and there was a lot of good things that uh, I mean Morgan Freeman's career I mean think about it yeah um, 
but real quick, I, I and I don't want to interrupt you, Zach, but um, uh, real, just real quick, because we had talked about Rena Moreno, and did she appear in these? Uh, Vankman, who told us about the record earlier, uh, and Chad also brings up, he says that uh, in an issue of Spidey Super Stories, in, in, in an issue of the comic, uh, Rita Moreno's director character appeared mm-hmm. in the comic. But, of course, that's not, you know, her doing, yeah. you know, an actual live action performance. That's a, in the, you know, the, the hey, you guys director. Right. Well, hey, anyway, I'm sorry. Stories. You got your money's worth out of those. They just go on. There's story after story after story in those things. I remember uh, because I didn't read the Spidey Super Story. When, when my mom started buying them for me when I was three, she started buying me. Uh, the, well, the first one I ever got was a Marvel team up. Um, and, of course, I had Spidey, and then it had like uh, like uh, Frankenstein and, and I think like Werewolf by Night. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this awesomeness? <laughs> um, but um, – uh, just I remember the first time I ever bought an actual Spidey Super Stories was in the 80s, uh, and I was starting to get into buying back issues of things. And I said, oh, my God, you know, I remember these. I used to see this in the store. I never read them when I was a child, and I picked it up, and I was like, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> you know, because they're using easy-to-understand words, big print. It's it, it's literally like morons talking to one another. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why JR used it so much. <laughs> and speaking of JR, JR has not given us his uh, his final thoughts. Yeah, he did. Did, did he? he? Yeah, I did. I was the last yeah, he's one. He's taking the backseat to uh, Norman Osborn. Oh, I thought. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. My bad. I, I had totally forgotten that. I'm sorry. JR, you were going to say something, but you got cut off for a minute. What were you going to say? Uh, you know, to be absolutely honest, I forgot. Oh, I was just going to make make it make a comment that, uh, you know, and even though Marvel um, didn't, um, I mean, charge them for the rights, you know, it, they didn't take a hands-off approach either. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, when you look at some of the Spidey Super stories and, uh, you know, they, uh, I mean, the artists, writers, you know, I mean, uh, contributed and um, you know so I mean obviously yeah. they didn't appear on the TV or whatever but I and mean they, got, they really did have a partnership with the, uh, the electric company on you, this you've got some great John Romita senior covers on these books too mm-hmm. absolutely tune in next time when Spidey says <laughs> company gets its power from the children's television workshop